there, and welcome to the Animag Podcast. Hey, and what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Animag, the number one podcast. Thanks to old Yaze carrying the weight on his back, baby. I'm your host, Asylum, sitting here with... Domicus, and you know what time it is for the next podcast, Rent a Girlfriend, baby! Rent a Girlfriend is the season we are sliding into next season two, and I couldn't be any happier. We finished Orange, boys and girls. Yes. And you know what? The tally's in. We got an official Animag rating for you for Orange Season 1. And honestly, I thought it was going to be lower. Oh. I really did. I thought it was going to come in around the 4. And for a while, because I was tallying up our scores as we went, for a while, it really did linger at a low 6. Drum roll, please. The final score brought to you by yours truly, Animag.org. Orange Season 1 comes in at a seven and a lot of that is definitely because of thomacus he rates pretty high well like reading the manga i think was what helped that's why i didn't give you a lot of shit on your high ratings i think it's because you had a higher perception of understanding it than i did because i didn't read the manga so there were a lot of things where i was kind of like i don't know but overall it's not terrible the show i'll say it this way the first half of the show very slow and i thought there were times in that first the one through five i thought that we weren't going to finish this and just delete all the episodes we did it had a way to like drag you to the next episode that's the thing it's like it did but i want the entire episode to drag me into the next episode not just the last five minutes of it because that's what it did it's very famous for doing that the last five minutes of the episode something major happens and you're like whoa i gotta see the next episode definitely wasn't like matsumuni kun's revenge oh god it's like oh god and i mean like the message and everything was kind of sweet for this you know their friend wanted to commit suicide and they wanted to save him i think that that's a topic that a lot of people and fucking creators of art and stuff are scared to tackle and orange took it head on and they did an okay job now here's the thing will i watch it again probably not i'll probably never watch yeah, the show. yeah i again. think it was like a one-time show it's good yeah it's good to have it under my belt so that way because here's the thing we went to akon and we were talking to a couple of people about oh hey we do podcasts we're currently reviewing season one of orange and pretty much everyone that we told had the same reaction like whoa not enough people talk about that show so yeah i was talking to a friend and she did say that she read the manga i told her that there was an anime she was probably like i'm gonna just lean more to the manga but she did say that like for the final exams she's Stayed up late reading the manga. She did pass her exams, though. Okay. I don't get sucked into reading manga like that. I'll read one or two chapters, and then I'm like, I gotta put it down. My eyes are burning. Time to go to sleep. Well, if it's a digital manga, if it's a physical manga, I will read the whole thing in one sitting. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But I'm kind of the same way with actual books, too. Like, if I have a physical thing in my hand, I'm just gonna hammer. Yeah, if I have the physical thing, I have to finish the book. I cannot put it down. Because digital, you could just go to the next book. Yeah, you can just stop wherever. I don't know just reading it off a screen just starts burning your eyes and it's like for orange I am curious about the manga but I don't think I'm gonna find myself reading it I think what I saw from the show was enough for me to say okay cool it's a seven 
I can live with that. And also in the process of this, this was the first time we used the new podcasting format where we do each episode on its own. And I kind of like that. Yeah, it gives us more time in case we get sick. It's not just that. It's like if we would have just took the entire season one to do one podcast, like what do we think of the whole season as a whole? There's a lot that might have gotten skipped or looked over and... A lot of times we caught ourselves doing this thing where in our heads before going into the podcast, we would have a certain rating, but then being able to sit and discuss the entire episode kind of like note for note, it would alter what we thought it was rated. Sometimes it would bump the rating up. And I like that. Yes, I did like that because like for one of the episodes, you was like, I'm going to rate this. And as we started talking, you're like, you know what? I'm going to change it. Yeah, it's that was when we discovered the old reverse psychology trick. That Sewell was pulling on Kakaru. But we all know that ain't gonna happen for a girlfriend for your boy. It's Asylum. Every episode, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Unless freaking Tree messes up another final moment. What are you talking about? Tree? Yeah. That's the main guy from, uh... Oh, we're just calling him Tree? (laughs) Yeah, we call him Tree. (laughs) Oh, my God. I had season one on the other night, just trying to prepare myself for it. Dude, I like how we remember the girls' names, but we do not remember this guy's name. I cannot remember it to save my life, dude. So, let's do character rankings for Orange. All right. So, main character, Kakaru. Kakaru? What are we thinking? Out of 10. You want to do out of 10. Yeah, because that's what our site just deals with, like, 1 through 10 ratings. Kakuro, I would probably give him... It's kind of hard. He's a weird character. I started off liking him and feeling sorry for his ass, but towards the end, I don't like him no more. He's bipolar, he's got issues that he needs to work on. I would definitely say Kakuro would probably have to be... It's in between a 6 and a 7. I give this man a four. A four? I don't like Kakaru, especially towards the back end of the show. He just became too whiny, too, oh, everyone's out to get me. Like, go work on your own issues, my dude. I understand that there's big shit happening in your life, but goddamn. Okay, so what about his lady, Naho? Oh, I thought she was about to say Ueda. I was about to say <laughs> No, we could do Ueda real quick. Uh, a two. Ueda, negative 10. Actually, no, I'm going to give Ueda a zero because honestly, she didn't even need to be in the show. The show could have existed without her. Yeah, I'm going to give her a zero as well. Because, like, every time you seen this bitch, it was like, oh, here she comes yeah. again. She honestly like, brought nothing to the show. When she would pop up, I literally would want to take off my headphones and just fucking walk away. Yeah. She gets a zero. Um, yeah, Naho. Zero. Naho's a big player. Naho... I don't know. Like, I'm going to give her a six. Um, a six? Yeah, because, like, she wasn't a bad character, but also her indecisiveness and just, like, her coyness to never fully step up to the fucking plate when she knew she had to, mm-hmm. you know? Because she failed the letter how many times in this show? Three. Three times, dude. And you know, if you're Naho, you know what's at stake, what your main goal at the end of all this is. You know what you're shooting for, and you're going to fail the letter knowing that this kid might kill himself and that's that falls in your hands so because of that shyness and whatnot she gets a six in my book for me i would have to put her at a five okay the reason why is because you thought oh since she has this letter her character would change well she did sometimes but i feel like she was still that shy person we did see her change at the end a little bit but like i mean at the very kind of too late at the very last episode she finally stepped up to the plate but yeah it was 
was way too late. Sua had to like lift it up. Yeah, Sua, when he came in with his letter, he put the whole load of the show on his back in terms of what he was doing for the letter and to try and help save Kakuru. He did a lot more than Naho did. And for that, I'm going to give Sua a 7. I'll probably give Sua an 8 just because it was going to be a 7, but the whole reverse psychology thing. True. The whole idea that we had. I actually like that. True, true. Um, All right. So let's do Chino. Who? Uh, Takako. Okay, Takako. Oh, sadly for Takako, I'm gonna give her a four because the show could have existed without her. Also, yeah, she barely she, did anything. She barely she did, did anything. She did stand up for Naho against the bitch. That's true, but also that like that one thing. Like, is that enough? She. I know. Here's the I thing. just feel like they should have her like put more into her character. Yeah, let her do a, a f- her. Let her do a few more things, or, or just not have her at all. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with a four. Okay, okay. Azusa. Yeah, she's pretty funny. And at times, actually, like, I don't know, she had her moments, man. Yeah, I actually love this character. She was funny, especially with her and Hagita together. Yeah, whenever... It, it when actually... The, when the shipping kind of started happening with her and Hagita, like, that's when I realized I, I liked her a lot. I'll give her yeah, a seven. So for, for me, she's going to have an eight. Okay, okay. And our best for last. Save the man for the job for last, baby. Naku Hagida. I don't I shouldn't even have to say this. It's a 10 out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10. And at the beginning, at the beginning, he, yeah, I was like, he's kind of stuck up. He doesn't say much. He has one liners, but man, man, this guy to the end. Yeah. He came through. Oh my God. Kind of reminds me of one character from, uh, Nisekoi. I forgot his name, but he definitely wears glasses. He's like my favorite character on Nisekoi. He's basically a 10 out of 10. He's my Hagida of Nisekoi. And here's the thing that I loved about Hagida, right? Beginning of the show, he was like quiet. He had one-liners. That didn't change on the back end of the show. He still had just one-liners and was like kind of smart assy, but the way they did it was so big with character progression that it's hard to explain, but you really do fall in love with his character. And we said it in the show. Would love to see some spinoff shows with him and Azu. And also gotta give my boy a salute for saving Kakuru. That's true. He was the main reason sua did a lot to you but hagida if you wouldn't have beat the fuck out of his bike (laughs) (laughs) i love how like he mentioned it like we could just bust up his bike and sue was like nah it's a bit excessive and then behind everyone's (laughs) back he's like you know what fuck it i'm still gonna go do it What a character, man. man. And also, it technically was him who brought up the whole black hole send the letters back in time thing. Yes. So it really was Hagida. He was the fucking hero. My God, I didn't even think about that till now. That is a 10 Hagida. out of 10 character. Hagida, I officially announced you as an Animag Hall of Famer. Ooh, we got our first Hall of Famer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I didn't even know that was going to be a thing this episode. Come on, man. We get. We have to. Whoa. Should we make a page on the website now? The Animag Hall of Fame? Yes. We're Hall doing it. Famers. Hall Should we do famers. like only one character, though? Or like I think if it's a tie? I'd say we try to make it one character per show. 
per season. But if it's a tie, then we got to try to find a way to break it. This I, one is a no questions asked. Hagida. It's not going to be Takaru's mom, obviously. Party pooper. Oh, also, I forgot to mention on the last podcast, you notice how Kakuru puts a picture of him and his mom. I wonder if that's a reference to his future self, like his dead future self. Hmm. Like he put up that picture maybe you talking about it in the time capsule at the end no like you know where he prayed and he yeah. looked at a picture of his mom and him mm-hmm. what if he put that to also pray for his future self i don't know maybe you're talking about the picture where he was a kid yeah okay and where what time capsule were they putting it in was no, this at the end at of the show his grandma's place it was at his oh yeah it was place. in like a box yeah oh i don't know maybe he was i think he was just looking at a picture of him and his mom that's how i look at I think you might be looking too deep into that one. Come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. But anyway, Hagida. Our Hall, Hall of, of Famer, Famer, our little star. And we only we only do Hall of Famers unless the show has ended. Yeah. So, Orange, you know. We don't even have to discuss if we would put someone from Rent a Girlfriend in because it's going to be Chizuru. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would play it fair because we never know what's going to happen in season two. That's the thing. That's true. Based off of season one, I would put Chizuru. I mean, th- just think about it. I'm just kind of happy to be done with Orange. I'm not going to lie. It was just like it's there were Bad. It's not bad, but on the back end of it, like you guys just hear it when we release it. And it's like, cool. Every week we get an episode during con week. We had two drops and a vlog, which you don't fucking get is me trying to edit the fucking two podcasts and the vlogs in one week. So like there were moments where it got kind of stressful. It's going to be nice to just go back to rent a girlfriend where we can only watch one at a time. Yeah. And then for me, I have to fucking drop it like flies. Oh God. Yeah. Now, cause we're backed up a little bit. Well, if you haven't heard, my computer, my <laughs> first computer, had hit the blue screen of death. And thank God it never happened while we were talking. Yeah, it never happened while we were doing recordings, man. That's crazy. It's a sign. It's it is like, a sign. This podcast what? was meant to be. It's Animag. I'm going to let it slide. But then, like, after we ended the call, blue screen of death. That's so crazy. Also, we didn't mention it in the season finale, but head on over to altysubs.com and use code Animag at checkout for 10 percent off your entire order so your body doesn't start giving you the old blue screen of death keep you, you nice and hydrated Hagida ran like crazy for nothing no, no he, he had ulti man i saw i that's saw him drinking it that's why he's in the hall of famer Woo! hall of fame for <laughs> animag i can't believe we have a animag hall of fame <laughs> I love it. So if you want to be in the Hall of Fame of Animag, get you some ulti. Get you some ulti. And be like Hagida. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, that ulti kept me going through the Akon convention. I ain't gonna lie, it kept me going. On that Saturday, because like Yaze's ass by lunch was dragging, bro. You could tell he just was barely talking. He was just like, okay. And we were fucking fully pumped and still going, bro. I don't know. How's that sword sword treating you? If you haven't already, go watch our vlog on the post Akon Convention 2022 on the site. We do have a vlog. We're going to be re-releasing that vlog with better music selections, but you'll get to see old Thomacus uh, (laughs) spend a lot of money on a a sword. And I think that's going to be the last time I spend the money on a sword. <laughs> you think? Think that's your last sword ever? Yeah. Oh, no. Bro, you're a sword collector, though. You're telling me we go to another convention somewhere and you see another, like, gorgeous sword. You're not going to think about buying it? Uh, a body pillow, I would. <laughs> no it's more body pillows. Now. You it's got too many. It's a tradition now. It's uh. a tradition. Every con, we got to get a body pillow. 
Bro, they're nice. I don't have the room for that many body pillows. Make room. <laughs> hey, here's the thing about the Acon Dallas, Texas body pillows. They saved our lives because of those nasty beds. Oh, so. yeah, and especially since Nick got tats freaking took all the pillows. And then the first, no, the second night, Bro. I see this guy on my body pillows like... What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, but y'all bed was fucking clean. Ours had roaches in it, cum spots in it. Like, fuck. The king, the king just says, fuck it. I'm sleeping. I need and my beauty sleep. If you're confused as to what we're talking about, like I said, go watch our vlog. It's on the website. It's also on YouTube if you find our Animag YouTube channel. And we do have, currently, we have an Animag TikTok that I started putting a few things on. And we do have an Animag Instagram. So we're trying to get everything moving. But obviously, the number one source to consume all animag content is gonna be the website yeah i just can't believe i slept through like partial of the freaking first day oh yeah he this dude (laughs) died when we got back to the hotel (laughs) literally fucking just passed out um did not wake up until the second day (laughs) so basically it we just had to give the character ratings and just i mean is there anything in particular that you didn't like about this show what i didn't oh my god Oh, yeah, there is one. Okay. The bitch. The bitch. I mean, (laughs) not character-wise. Like, is there anything story-wise or maybe, like, animation-wise that you didn't like? The animation was all right. Like, I could understand if the animation was, like, not top-tier because you're working with a budget. Well, I I thought it was good. I thought this was a... For people that say, oh, that animation was shitty and all that, usually what I tell people is, like... Can you do that? Can yeah. you animate stuff? Can exactly. you do that? That's the same with Yeze. Yeze goes, Bro. yeah, yeah, I can. I was like, then show me, bitch. Yeze likes Dragon Ball Z, and that's the shittiest animation of all times. I would watch Dragon it's Ball ugly, Z. It's ugly, dude. It's it. gross looking. But like, Dragon and you're Ball telling Z me be your first anime. And I think... It wasn't my first anime. It was mine. Uh, Well, actually, Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon was... Okay, okay. Mine was, uh... Yeah, because... How's Moving Dragon Ball was, like... Dragon Ball was after... And we don't want to... We don't want to get in to what Yeze said about Howl's Moving Castle. Oh! You guys will not be happy. You know what, guys? Roast... Roast them down in in the comments comments right now. (laughs) He said that Howl's Moving Castle is slow and shitty he said all studio ghibli movies suck basically i told my friend this she looked at me with disappointment in her eyes and said (laughs) yeah you need to get rid of him yeah like bro those are classics you try to introduce him to an anime and he's like oh but can he be goku (laughs) can he be goku Whoa. I would literally say, well, that time I got reincarnated as slime, I would say, hey, watch this. He'd be like, can he beat Goku? I was like, yeah, she could beat Goku. Yeah, I think he did that to me one time, too. And it's like, bro, Goku's uh, only invincible when he's stressed. So, like, if he doesn't happen to get stressed in the fight, like, anyone can beat his ass, quite honestly. He has to be highly stressed to become invincible. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, whatever. That That's his thing. 
he can like it. I don't have to like it, but don't fucking say Howl's Moving Castle sucked because it didn't. He said it was slow. And it's like, bro, you're not paying attention. That's the problem. He wasn't. He was on his phone. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. Back to know, Orange. Dragon Ball Z fans. Dragon Ball's fucking it, Z fans. Exactly. The only thing I'll really complain about for Orange for me was just the lack of explaining things in the show. I know that they might have explained it better in the manga, but like the black yeah. hole stuff and there's just a few areas in the story that they could have spent a little more time focusing on and then the fact that like when it does transition from future to present sometimes it was a little hard to distinguish what was what yeah and that was kind of frustrating for this show um you end up hearing that a little bit in our second to last episode where we were trying to to decide what was a future scene and what wasn't because that second to last episode had a lot of back and forth that will also kind of go into another complaint that i honestly have is like the first five episodes of the show were honestly kind of useless it didn't really start progressing until the back six or seven but i give episode one to five its glory because it actually made you want to watch it Mm, it did but again like we said like not the whole episode made me want to keep going the last maybe five minutes of each episode did just the the bare minimum to bring me in so i could say okay i'll keep going i wish i wish that the whole episode would have felt like that rather than just obviously them trying to throw something in at the very end to try to get you over that hump for the next episode because once we got to the back end of the shows like each episode just had enough in it from start to finish where i'm like whoa or maybe maybe not start to finish but halfway to finish like once they got to the rally race area yeah i kind of like that well whenever they say that they all got letters from the future i think that's where it got interesting yeah i like earlier on in the episode but again for that part like it just the letter situation was kind of interesting with naho but for me that didn't pick up until we learned that sua had a yes letter. that's where i was like whoa and that's when each episode slowly kind of started moving a little more for me and i'm like okay 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 and then oh, we learned that everyone had Hagida. one you wanted more hagida i still want scene. i still want more hagida man I do. I still... All I gotta say is hopefully this man gets his date with Azu, because that was the stipulations for the race, and hopefully he gets his bread. Yes. (laughs) So that's... I mean, honestly, that's about all we can say. If you missed any of it, you can always go back through our catalog and listen to whatever episode you may want to hear us discuss and talk about. That's Orange, ladies and gentlemen. We're done. That's a wrap. Comes out with a seven, a big seven, and I didn't expect it. I really didn't, but the numbers, hear that? The numbers don't lie. And of course, our first introduction. And our first Hall of Famer introduction, Hagi Da. Definitely earns that spot. He breaks bikes and he also breaks hearts, baby. So that'll pretty much wrap it up, guys. The next time you hear us on a season, it's going to be Girlfriend Season 2, baby. Yep. And episode 1. Episode one. 1. I'm so fucking excited. Even though it's probably going to be a recap episode, but I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, ladies and gentlemen, take it easy and so long, everybody. Sayonara. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit our website at www.animag.org. See you next time.